to another episode of Dream Stories Podcast. We are remote this week. We are at the Patria Ministries Family Reunion. We have folks in from all over the country and online with us from all over the world literally this year. And so we decided some of our break time we were going to record another one of our podcasts and catch some of our good friends, Sam and Lori Begar, who've been in ministry for, I don't know how many years, a long time. Long time. Uh, 222 Ministries. And they also do all kinds of other things, uh, but have a lot of experience in the area we're going to talk about today. So welcome to our podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. It looks different from normal, but hey, it's still the podcast, right? Absolutely. So so if you're watching it online on YouTube, we are at the conference uh, at a church in Alabama instead of in our studio at home. Probably going to do a couple more of these while we're here, so you're going to get some fun guests with us. But we wanted to talk a little bit this week about... Uh, dreams. Last two weeks in our podcast, we've talked about uh, dreams from children, basically kids' dreams. We actually had our granddaughter Sarah own one of the episodes, mm. and you guys do some interaction. And I'm, we were talking at the beginning of this event that we're at that you have a fairly frequent occasion to interpret dreams and work with teenagers and young adults in their dreams. So I thought it'd be kind of cool. We've done two weeks on children and just sort of step the age group up and see what the, what it's like. So what, I mean, to me, I mean, I know most of us, I I had teenagers. I was a teenager, those kind of things. It doesn't seem like dreams would be important. You know, how how do you deal with that? Well, it's interesting because I think that when the, the girls come to us to talk to us or when the kids come to us to talk to us, it's what's important to them. Yeah. It's like they have a dream that has impacted them in some way. And they don't, they want to know what it means. Like they were, they feel like they were in the dream. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's an experience that they had rather than a dream that they had. Mm -hmm. And so the kids that we talk to, they're really insistent. Like, I need to know, can you interpret this dream? Because I really need to know what this is telling me or what this is about. So that's part of the reason I feel like that it's important to them is because it impacts them in some way directly. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, I noticed that really works for adults too. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't tend to seek out help mm-hmm. until something really hits then it's oh well i remember this dream and i remember this dream and but it has to be something mm-hmm. that's pretty significant first and usually that's a pretty powerful dream right I mean, you know i was just thinking about two teenagers are uh having hormone fluctuations you know yeah. they're going from very little hormone to increase of hormones and i was thinking about how when a woman is pregnant we talk about pregnant dreams all the time mm-hmm. and how a woman, because her hormones are changing, her dreams become very vivid, mm-hmm. very lucid. And so it makes me wonder if hormones don't play into that, that these kids are really feeling like they're in the dream, they're mm-hmm. living it. It's, it's like they're experiencing it. It's very real to them. So. It, is. it is, yes. And they, uh, at this age, and we, we work with a lot of female uh, students, at this age, age they are really um at the point in their lives where they're struggling with their identity of of who they are and what god has created them to be and so a lot of the dreams that they have are who they are and we're able to uh, minister to them in a way to help them to shape their identity Mm -hmm. and to uh, know what god has created them to do and, and to be and so at a young age, a very influential age, that God is speaking to them through dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I, that's interesting to me because I probably, we would call those self-conditioned dreams, basically, because we talk on the podcast sometimes, you know, about the different kind of categories of dreams. 
and and that's what I would put that type dream is what I would put as a, kind of almost a, the classic definition of a self conditioner. It's where you are right now, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't think because to me that's a very personal, very serious kind of dream we get from God, and it kind of is almost maybe to some people because my initial thought was that's weird. A teenager who doesn't care about anything is getting this really intense personal yeah. dream from God. And then it made sense, oh, geez, that's the dream they need. Yes. <laughs> that's the dream they it need. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. They also have a lot of dreams, uh, fear dreams at this age. So we have to really discern, all right, what is this person going through right now? Mm -hmm. are, are they going through a hard time? Is their family going through a hard time right now? And so we have to discern, is this a fear dream that the Lord is pointing out? You, you don't need to worry about this. He's mm -hmm. got it. Mm -hmm. Or is it an identity um, who you are, right? who you are and right. who you're going to be. Well, that makes sense, too, the competing nature. Because the fear dream, we talk about the difference between God dreams, soul dreams, and, and, and dark dreams mm -hmm. or dreams from our adversary. And, and that makes sense. You've got the competing thing there. Both are pretty serious. Because yes. I, I spent last week talking about fear dreams in kids, night terrors mm -hmm. in kids, and some of the things we do to overcome those with listening to Scripture on tape and things. Yes. And, or on tape, you can tell them old school because it's not tape <laughs> What's anymore. Tape? What's a tape? Uh, yeah, so, but listening to the repetitive scripture, you know, and, and that, so that's kind of an intense level of dream from our adversary, mm -hmm. and a self conditioned dream is kind of an intense level dream from God. So that, mm -hmm. that does make sense the way those would come together. Another thing that, that is interesting, like we have dealt with one particular young lady who like has up to two, three dreams a night. And her, her dreams are extremely vivid. It's like lots and lots of detail as well. Mm -hmm. And so it got to the point where she was asking me to interpret. And I was like, you have to write this dream down because there's so much detail mm -hmm. in the dream. It was hard for me to like sort it out without actually looking at it and saying, okay, this means this and this means this. And so she would write the dream down. I would look at it and then I would she would also tell me the dream mm -hmm. so I could get her because I would ask her questions. Well, what about mm -hmm. here? What about over here? Mm -hmm. Why this happened? And you know how sometimes you can like sense what's really going on in the dream. Like John Thomas used to say, you step into the dream with a dreamer. Yeah, yeah. And I'd say, well, what about that over there? How did you know that? And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, that whole really cool thing that the spirit of the Lord does. Mm -hmm. And with this particular young lady, she keeps having the same identity type dreams over and over mm -hmm. again mm -hmm. in different varying ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I would, pull out the stuff that would give her the interpretation and tell her, and she would be extremely impacted by that. She's yeah. like really, really impacted. And then she'd have a next, another dream. It'd be the, kind of the same vein and another dream. Mm -hmm. And finally I said to her, I go, when are you going to start listening that the Lord is trying to tell you that these are the things that are important for you at this age? Yeah. This is what he wants you to do. This is what your identity is. This mm -hmm. is what, where he's leading you. And you're not doing anything with that, so he keeps giving you the same kind of dreams yeah. over and over again. And that's beautiful. I mean, that our creator can have these conversations with us regardless of where we are in life Absolutely. no matter what our age is no matter what uh, what surroundings we're in we we have the gift of sleep at night to be able to allow our creator to come in and everything that may be impacting us that kind of interferes with god's voice during the day at night those things are cut off mm -hmm. and it's just you and your creator and he's yeah. he's we give him the opportunity to speak mm -hmm. to us during those times not to say that we don't allow other things to enter in sure. and interrupt that sometimes but at least there's the opportunity there for these young people and so there may be young people who are listening today and they go you know i don't know where i am in life and everything yeah. 
but God can speak to you in your dreams at night. Mm-hmm. So it's beautiful. Yeah. I thought it was interesting too because, um, you know, maybe if you're a teenager or a young adult listening to this and you're thinking, well, you know, I'm not paying attention either. Is there something wrong with that? I mean, does that mean God's mad at me because he's mm-hmm. like he's not shouting at us like angry? Listen to me. Mm-hmm. He's coming back over and over again because mm-hmm. he cares. But that if you're a teenager watching this or listening to this and you deal with that, let me just promise you, plenty of mature, even elder, elderly. I was going to say, el- your elders, the older <laughs> folks, they deal with the same issue. We don't listen good to these kind of things. Yeah. It's not just right. a teenager issue, right? So, That's true. Yeah. well, the other thing that I think is really interesting that I've noticed, and it's with other. Like, like this particular teen versus that particular teen versus this particular teen over here is like one of the teenagers that we deal with a lot when she has her dreams, it's usually based on something that's very specifically happening in her life. Like as an example, she'll watch a TV show and then she'll get a dream where some of the characters of the TV mm-hmm. show are in the dream with her, mm-hmm. but it also is another one of those dreams that's about what am I going to do? How mm-hmm. am I going to handle this particular thing? Mm-hmm. Or we have seen this probably... 50% of the time where there's something that's going on in them that they need to make a decision about that they are trying to decide and the Lord's like saying this is the direction you need to go mm-hmm. don't step over here that's the direction mm-hmm. you need to go yeah. I love what you just said you said that the metaphors that are being used to lay out the dreams are coming from television shows that they watch mm-hmm. I mean I have the same thing that happens to me when I'm like, I don't know if you have the same experience or yeah. if y'all do, but I can watch a TV show, it will incorporate. Or I can have a conversation or have a thought. Mm-hmm. But it's, I love it that God meets us where we are. Mm-hmm. You like this TV show? I will use these characters to mm-hmm. help you see, mm-hmm. you know, something going on in your life. Mm-hmm. And I just love well, that. Well, if you think about it, we talked about this two weeks ago with the issue of Sarah's dreams, because all of her dreams, she's you know three years old, all of her dreams have princesses in them, mm-hmm. because that's what she's fascinated by. So God is using princesses to speak to her right now. Right. And and the kids, mm-hmm. young adults, teenagers, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, the kids, <laughs> uh, in their dreams, they're dealing with what's going on in their life. It's just like we've had the conversation off outside of this. You know, God speaks through the Marvel universe to me. Mm-hmm. The the mm-hmm. why? Correct. Because those or are Indiana, metaphors. Or Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones or Star Wars <laughs> or Star Trek. I mean, he speaks to me through all that kind of stuff. Why? They're metaphors. Yeah. Correct. And so he uses real world mm-hmm. metaphors mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. his his yes. own. You know, here's a new thought for you. Yeah. Kind of metaphors. Yeah. Could I throw a caution in uh, to to parents or caregivers um, to really be careful at this age, um, preteens, teens, tweens, um, they will be having still terror dreams yeah. at this age. Uh, they will be disturbed. Um, be really careful what they are bombarded with mm-hmm. by media, by books. Books mm-hmm. are worse than movies. You're creating the images in your own mind yes. when you're reading a book. Yes, so and it gets It's easy ingrained. to roll into your It gets dream. ingrained. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I and I was going to ask you, that, I'm sorry, I, I was going to ask you that about, are there things that, because I knew there were, are there things that stir the, the enemy side, the dark side, that, that propel mm-hmm. those dreams forward? Absolutely. So. We're very careful uh, in 
in working with the, the tweens that we work with and really caution them, you're, you're a gatekeeper for your mind and for your dream world. Mm. Um, if you're gonna watch a scary movie or if you're going to go on YouTube or TikTok and um, be not so careful about what you allow yeah. into your eye gate, you will have bad dreams. Mm -hmm. yeah. You will invite the darkness into your dreams. Mm -hmm. you know, God's going to use everyday images. That we, well, the dark world, the, the, our adversary is going to use, our creator uses it, and the, 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 the dark side, you know, uh, Absolutely. will counterfeit that mm -hmm. and use the everyday images too. Absolutely. So if you're opening the door to those images that are horror-based mm -hmm. or negative, he'll use it. It's really yes. hard, though, too, for young people today, especially if teens and tweens, as we're talking about, for them, because everything is so socially focused right mm -hmm. now, and I yes. know that that's very important to teenagers to be socially, you know, um, relevant. Yes. And if they're not being relevant, they feel ostracized mm -hmm. or they feel uh, depressed or whatever. But if they're included and there's inclusion, they're happy mm -hmm. a lot of times. And I think they're pressured to say, oh, well, we should watch this or we yes. should. Have you seen this video on TikTok? Mm -hmm. When they begin to have those dreams, at least for when I've had teenagers in my home or teenagers that we've had influence over or just, you know, having relationships with them in, in the different fields of ministry that we've had, we've just said, you know, look, if you're having this bad dream, what are you exposing yourself to? And we mm -hmm. just ask them, did you see something related yeah. to that? And if you did, did you enjoy the feeling you had? Mm -hmm. When you had that nightmare last night, did you enjoy that? Yeah. No, it was a horrible feeling. Then mm -hmm. I would recommend that you not do that anymore mm -hmm. because sometimes they're going to be exposed to these things in other places that yes. we have no control over. Yeah. Going to spend the night at a friend's house or going to visit mm -hmm. a relative, yeah. you know, and they get exposed to all these things. And I think just putting that out of it, what you, that's such a good thing. Mm -hmm. What you let your eye gate open to, yeah. you're inviting in. Yes. And I, I'm curious because I think this might be helpful for some parents and caregivers of tweens and teens uh, because that's a hard age because mm -hmm. they're becoming independent and they're mm -hmm. trying to assert their own identity. Mm -hmm. You teens and tweens that maybe watch this, not picking on you, it's just reality. It's, mm -hmm. That's natural. It's supposed to happen. It's, not, right. it's, it's part of the growing up process. Parents don't always get that, and I didn't when my kids were that age, mm -hmm. but it is really reality. But when you're in that place, how do you guys handle helping them overcome the things that are opening them up? Because I found, I don't know about y'all, I found when we told the kids, our kids, you can't, hmm. it created almost just a, here it is, there's a place I can rebel. Because they said no. Uh, how or, do you, or it made them more curious mm -hmm. to want to go there, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, how do you handle that? How do you help them navigate that? Well, as an interesting little bit of information concerning what you're talking about. One of the things that I've seen as a pattern in some of the dreams is it's, it's a character shaping part of the dream. Like I'm having this dream and I say, like, well, this is because there's a decision you need to make that's going to actually become part of your character formation. Yeah. What are you going to decide in this moment about this mm -hmm. particular thing that's happening mm -hmm. in this dream? Like a dilemma or something. Yeah. So if you choose this way, your character yeah. is going to be formed this way. If you choose that way, your character is going to be formed that way. Wow. And so the dream actually becomes a character forming moment mm. for the mm. for the kid 
And when that happens, I think then they get the choice mm -hmm. and then we get to speak to them. Like mm -hmm. you guys were saying, we get to speak to them and say, hey, this is part of the influence that's happening over here. And this is what God says you need to stay away from. Mm -hmm. And they always have a choice to make. We always tell them because we, yeah. we, we can't force the kids. That's right. And so we try to direct them as best we can. Mm -hmm. But we also point out what's really I feel like is really important that Lori and I do is we point out the goodness of the Lord versus the deception of the enemy. Yeah. Which one are you going to choose? Because here is all light. Mm -hmm. It's all positive. It's all mm -hmm. really good for you. Over here, it might be tempting and it might be alluring, but it's darkness and it's evil and it's, mm -hmm. it's deception. And so right. when they begin to see that, when they can see the difference, then it becomes easier for them to choose the right path, mm -hmm. even yeah. though you're not telling them you can't do that. Right, right. I, that's cool because I hadn't thought about it in that way because I was thinking in terms of closing the gate down and you can't just say, okay, um, you can't watch that horror movie because then they'll just go, because there's going to be the pressure. Mm -hmm. But I can use it as a teachable moment to say, mm -hmm. you had that dream because of that horror movie, what choice are you yes. going to make next time? Mm -hmm. But the reverse is also true. You have the experience mm -hmm. in the dream that gives you the choice mm -hmm. that shapes what do I choose in life yeah. as well. I'd never actually thought about mm -hmm. the two sides of it because I'm always mm -hmm. focused on the closed gate, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. But the gate also helps control the night gate, mm -hmm. also helps control the awake or awakening yes. gates. Well, and I think it's important that they understand what we're talking about. Like, well, Lori's very concerned about, okay, let's make sure these gates are closed. And I agree with that wholeheartedly, mm -hmm. but you can't stop everything that that's comes right. at you. That's right. That's and that's right. part of the thing where it's, okay, there's going to be experiences you're going to have. Mm -hmm. You might even be completely innocent and someone does something to you, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. out of the blue kind of does something to right. you. How are you going to handle that? Right. Yeah. What choices are you going to make? Mm -hmm. And so some of the dark experience come, but how am I going to handle those dark experiences? Yeah. Am I going to choose the light mm -hmm. in the middle yeah. of the darkness? And so mm -hmm. I think that's really important that we, that we yeah. talk to the girls mm -hmm the kids about all the time is the difference between the dark and the light. Yeah, well, that's, that's yeah. the character building part of the process. Correct. Yeah. And, and I would, I'm, honestly, I would much rather learn character mm -hmm. out of a dream yeah. than I had to have to learn it through the hard lessons mm -hmm. in life. Yes. The dream seems hard enough, but life can really be Tough. Mm -hmm. So it's good to even say, I mean, I think as young people are maturing and they're coming into their adult phase of life or pre adult phase of life, um, to explain to them how there are consequences. So mm -hmm. the eye gate was open to something, yeah. and then because of that, there are consequences mm -hmm. to what we chose. Yes. So if we choose something, I mean, you cannot keep people from choosing or making right. wrong choices. Right. I think that's part of life, part mm -hmm. of, of just our journey, mm -hmm. um, is, is saying, okay, learn from that. Yes. Mm -hmm. You chose this, and this is what happened. And because of that choice, mm -hmm. now you have this consequence. Mm -hmm. How can we move forward right. and not do that or not repeat that again? It's a life lesson. It's mm -hmm. not just about how can I interpret my dream. It's about mm -hmm. living life. You know, and, yeah. and, and knowing yeah. how to do it successfully. When you do get to the tween years, like when they're younger, you can say yes or no. Mm -hmm. It's pretty black and white. Mm -hmm. When they get to the tween years and you're, you're starting to loosen up a little bit, you need to allow them to make decisions Absolutely. for themselves. Absolutely. You need to allow them to Absolutely. fail. Uh, and that's hard because yeah. parents don't want to see their children mm -hmm. fail. But you need to allow them while they're still under your authority so that mm -hmm. you can, we, every day, we mm -hmm. teach, 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 <laughs> teach, teach. It's a spiritual gift in both yeah. of us, so we love to do it. Yeah. But it, you are just teaching repeatedly 
And we tell them, we don't say because I said so, mm -hmm. or because it says this over here, we explain the reasons why you should do this or you shouldn't do this, or this could possibly happen. Did you think this through? Because they live in the moment. Everything is in the moment. They don't, they haven't matured enough in their thinking to think mm -hmm. through the ramifications of, of what's gonna come from this. Yeah. And so we do a lot of teaching to that. And I wanted to also highlight, we just had an incident where someone's bad choices of what they allowed into their, their eye gate um, actually affected someone else in the home. This, this one over here opened the gate and later yeah. in the night, the other one uh, had a horrible, horrific nightmare. Yeah. One where we were up ministering and, and praying in the middle of the night. And so we did a teaching to that, whereas your choices don't just affect you. That's so good. Mm -hmm. That's so good. And that, I think, and again, no offense to my teen and tween folks who are watching or listening, but I think you don't have often the uh, life experience. Not, not, not maturity. It's not a maturity issue. It's right. a life experience yes. issue to recognize how much our choices impact other people. Yes. And that's a really, mm -hmm. because, because spiritually, we talk a lot, and we have people who are Christians and non-Christians who watch this, and, and take our specific faith of Christianity out of it, spiritually, period, spiritually. Right. The spiritual world impacts our life. Correct. And choices we make impact the spiritual world that then overflows not just on us, but on the people around us. And until you've walked through seeing that happen enough times and made the mistakes, I think sometimes that, that you got the consequences of somebody else's decision mm -hmm. or you saw the consequences of your decision, it's really hard to identify that and to recognize it and know, wait a minute, I care about these other folks. Mm -hmm. you know. So if I don't even care about myself, because we do have self-worth mm -hmm. issues yes. in teens and tweens a lot. Yes. That's a real issue. I, my peer group, you were talking about my peer group impacts how I see myself. Mm -hmm. yep. And so if I don't care about myself or don't feel I have value, mm -hmm. what I'm actually looking for from others that they would care about me, I can give to others when I make the wise choices mm -hmm. as a, as a, for myself. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a really great, great concept. Let me just say this for folks because I know that um, – I, 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 I look to Sam and Laurie kind of in an expertise in this arena. And because we're trying to honor and protect what they do, we're not giving you the details of their background. But let me just say this to you. When they're talking to you today, it's been from experience on day-to-day-to-day -to -day -to -day basis with large numbers of young adult, teen, tweens, etc. because that is what they do. And so I really appreciate you guys taking time out of the conference, the event here, to hang out and let us do this. It's not our normal setting. I hope it all works. And we work, you know, we worked with all kind of stuff here, background noises and sound and everything else. Hopefully you didn't even notice it. Mm -hmm. But we are standing here in a new environment with it and glad to be able to do it. Thank you guys for showing up, for taking time out to be here. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, if you enjoyed it, like, comment, share, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it really does help us know it's making a difference. Until next time, keep dreaming.